Yo, what is going on? Nate Kennedy, New Money Podcast, Episode 2. Yo, how do I get rich, rich? You gotta save that money. Man, I feel good today. I feel good today. We're about to talk about some good stuff today. Feeling great. I hope you're feeling good tuning in, listening. First and foremost, I just wanted to thank everybody that uh, showed some love on the first episode. I was really excited to to drop that and see the reception. I really wasn't expecting that much support. So thank you to everybody that you know left comments and, and tuned in and listened for more than five seconds without clicking off. And even if you did listen for five seconds and clicked off, I don't care. Thank you for tuning in anyway. I'm really going to try to make this thing great and I'm going to try to grow uh, and get better every single episode and, and try to really explain things and not confuse people. Uh, the number one thing I'm trying to bring to this mother is make it simple and easy and entertaining. You know, you can you, you just listen to it and uh, it doesn't have to be, I don't know, a 60 year old, you know, millionaire that you just can't relate to. Like I'm going through the shit myself. And, and that's the whole angle for me is to tell you about how I've kind of went about it as I'm going through it and try to make something more believable, more authentic for y'all to listen to. And uh, so, yeah, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm really excited to bring this next one to you. So what is saving? Okay, obviously, Nate, you know, it's just not spending your cash. And yeah, that's pretty much it. But today, I really want to talk about saving for the long term and building out your sort of goals and, and working towards something great. Last week, we touched on two things that you can do right away to be a catalyst, to get you going, to spark that engine for you. Number one was to ask yourself if you really need it. And number two was to track that shit. Nice and easy. Ask yourself if you need it for any sort of purchase. Do I really need this? Is it something I kind of want? You know what I'm saying? And number two, track that shit. Nice and simple. So today I really want to get tactical and talk about why setting those goals will help lead you towards a vision that you can create and help you realize that um, this stuff does matter right now. It really does. It's not something for tomorrow. It's something for today. So why does it matter right now? You know what I'm saying? I'm young. You know, I don't even have a job. I'm in school or I got a job, but I'm just getting into it. I'm just having fun. I'm just going out, whatever. Like It's cool, whatever. And listen, maybe not everybody is so lackadaisical in their head with that sort of thinking. But I mean, to some degree, that's that's what you're thinking. Like, I'm young. I'll figure it out. I got time. Listen, that's the wrong way to go about it. That is absolutely the wrong way to go about it. Because if you wait till tomorrow, you're going to wake up and you're going to be 30. You're going to wake up tomorrow. You're going to be 40, 50, 60. Life ain't long, man. It seems like you got a lot of time, and you do. You definitely do have a lot of time. But why make it harder for yourself? Every day that you wait, every day that you delay, every day that you put off to tomorrow, that's more money that you need to make with less amount of time. You're making it harder for yourself. When I come on here and I try to talk about spending and planning and withholding and stuff like that, I'm not trying to make this you know what I'm saying, paradigm shift in your... I'm not trying to convert you into this financial guru. I just want you guys to be aware, know to some degree of what's happening in your financial life. That's all I'm trying to do. And I'm trying to show you that it's, it's not too granular. It doesn't have to be micromanaging of your budget. It matters today to set up a plan for yourself, even if it's a one year plan. You know, some people that are super successful, they don't even have long term plans. They just tactically figure out what's going on right now and they, they steer the ship 
in an, you know a positive direction if you don't have a five-year 10-year 15-year plan nobody's gonna hold that to you i don't have that plan nobody really has that plan at this age but the awareness of what's going on the potential plan the potential goal of setting that up is crucial it's crucial it's crucial to sort of know where you would like to be you don't have to have a one through ten step plan of how to be a millionaire but you might ha you might have one or two roles you know that'll they'll probably get you there you know saving my money and investing in this and doing that we'll see where it goes that's fine but just to have that sort of awareness and not kind of aimlessly go because by the time you wake up tomorrow you're 30 40 50 you don't know what the hell happened i mean you probably had talked to someone who regrets their past and they say man i wish i would have done x y and z when i was your age absolutely that's that's all youngins here but it's true and you don't want to be that person that's telling somebody who's 10 years old right now when they're 23 or 24 that you wish you did what you're telling them to do let's get ahead of it now let's rock with it now let's figure it out now later in this episode i'm really going to try to apply two different ways that you can construct your budget given if you get a lump sum payment at a fixed point so you know september january got that osap coming in got mama's check coming in got lord knows whatever coming in crap ton of money and how to sort of dissect that and roll it out and then we could talk about if you're working right now how you can save a portion of your income in the most practical and simple manner as well but with this sort of segment right here in this episode, don't wait till tomorrow. Tomorrow you're going to be 30. Tomorrow you're going to be 40. Tomorrow you're going to be 50. And I really, really, really don't want anybody that's listening to this to wake up and regret their life. I want everybody to wake up, feel happy, healthy, wealthy, and amazing. Simple mission, simple goal, and I want it for all of us. Okay, cool. So let's say you're on board. You want to be financially strong. Eventually, you want to be financially independent. You want to be able to go on vacations and support yourself and not work and have hundreds of thousands, if not millions, in the bank. Yeah, it sounds crazy to like say right now and to think and like, Nate, that's kind of out there. But yo, it's absolutely possible, 100% possible for anyone who gives a shit, who wants to go after it. Let's say you think, damn, that'd be really cool to actually have a ton of money so I can go do the things that I want. It'd actually be really cool to set myself up so I don't have to worry about being in poverty when I'm older, regretting my younger years, wondering where the hell my life went. Again, not trying to be dark, but I'm just trying to prevent that. And by being thoughtful and figuring it out now, you're in a really good place. So let's say you're on board. What's the first step? You got to figure out your goals. You got to figure out what you want. You know, do you want to start just putting some money away. I'd say start small. Back when I started to really think about this stuff, I, I just started to set aside small amounts from my paycheck and just stow it away and stow it away and stow it away. And just I just fell in love with watching that number grow. And when we get into how to construct a budget, we'll, we'll figure out how we can do that effectively. I think the most prudent first goal for anybody who's trying to reconstruct their stuff or construct their stuff for the first time is Get that emergency budget, $1,000 minimum, just some funds for you to have just in case something happens. You need $1,000 to 
if you're over the age of you know 18 just in case who knows what's going to happen but that sort of liquidity to fall back on just in case something happens is is crucial so i'd say that's probably priority number one in terms of your saving goals next you're probably going to want to figure out how to pay down any debt if you have revolving debt like credit card debt etc if you're in school right now and you've got you know tens of thousands of dollars in student debt that's sort of a different way to tack we can tackle that in a different way in a later episode but with respect to like sort of immediate debt i think that's your next priority to pay off your credit cards to get your credit in check and, and just get the hell out of that have a thousand dollars get rid of your debt and then you can transition into having an emergency budget of three to six months worth of expenses so let's let's say for example your fixed expenses let's say it's about a thousand bucks right so three to six months would be three to six thousand dollars in the bank just in case something happens if you get sick at work if your workers comp isn't good i don't know somebody gets sick in your family and it's not covered by insurance etc cetera, etc cetera. just thousands of bucks just to fall back on so that you have a good foundation so a thousand dollars to start as an emergency budget get rid of your debt number two and number three three to six month worth of expenses pretty solid goals to kind of map out and then building on top of those sort of core goals think about what else you'd want maybe you want a nest egg of a, of a few hundred grand over the next five to ten years you want to start saving for a down payment for a house you want to begin to invest and, and put a lot into that you want to get into real estate you want to get into the stock whatever the case may be just think about some of your goals i'm really just trying to kick people into gear i'm not trying to tell you everything i'm just trying to you know nudge you in the right direction so that you guys can figure it out for yourselves and you can figure out what kind of goals that you want for your life. But I think that $1,000, just in case something happens, bare minimum, then take care of all your revolving debt, and then three to six months worth of expenses are great savings goals and great cushions and great foundations for later in financial advice, such as investing and uh, different sort of strategies and business and et cetera, et cetera, all that kind of high level stuff that isn't as foundational as $1,000, take off your debt, three to six months worth of expenses in the bank. So maybe you're wondering, how the hell am I supposed to do that, man? I'm up to my neck in debt. I got all this stuff going on. I got all these expenses. I got all this shit. I ain't got time for all this financial planning and stuff. I ain't got it, man. Listen, one thing about life that I've noticed in my few years that I've been here is that everybody's got problems everybody's got problems. Your problems might not be as big as my problems. My problems might not be as big as her problems. You know, her problems might not be as big as his problems. His problems might be less bigger than my mom's problems. Like, we've all got problems. And subjectively speaking, they all suck to us, right? Of course, there's objectively more problematic problems out there. But at the same time, there are always going to be multiple things in life that you can look to and be like, I can't do it because of that. I can't get it done because I got this, this, and this. I can't do this. I can't do that. I got these. I got all this stuff going on. I, it's not. It's unreasonable. Is it reasonable to be paycheck to paycheck? Is it reasonable to be financially unstable? Is it reasonable to not be dependable? Is it reasonable to not be there for someone because you don't have the means because you didn't handle your shit correctly? Is that reasonable? Or is it reasonable to go above and beyond? Is it reasonable to get a second job? Is it reasonable to stop spending your money on TVs and, you know, Disney Plus and all these things that are cool, but they're not really like long-term lasting for you? 
Isn't that reasonable? I'd argue it's much more reasonable to give up something and, and set yourself up for long-term success so people can rely on you. You can be there for people. You can live the life that you want. And you can set up these goals for yourself that you'll love yourself for life. These goals will make you special. So I think all of that's very reasonable. So if you get those core three things, then strategize and think about what else you'd want. You know, for me, my goal right now is to get into real estate after school. I'm really big into real estate investing. I've been researching it for over a year, over two years now. I've got a whole plan mapped out and, and I'm saving a lot of cash on the sidelines to make a move. And I've also got some long-term wealth goals and I'm invested in the stock market and I'm doing some things there. And that took some time to figure out. Like it didn't, I didn't just wake up one day and be like, this is what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. I kind of jump. you kind of jump from side to side. You know, at first I kind of wanted like, I want to get a hundred thousand dollars. It's a little bit arbitrary, but I was, kind of, I was like, I, I want to get a hundred thousand dollars by the time I'm 25. You know what I'm saying? I want to be, I want to have six figures. That was my thing. And I realized ah, it's kind of arbitrary. I don't really want to, that's like, what does that mean? What does that even mean? But for me, Real estate really seem, seems like a, a really good play, and, and I'm really saving up my chips to make a, make a stab at that, and we'll see how that goes. But it took some time to figure out those goals, so just sit down and think about what you want in life. And you don't have to have an answer, but again, it's just the awareness. It's just the, the starting point, that push in the right direction. I strongly recommend those three goals that I talked about in terms of an emergency budget, but figure it out for yourself. Figure it out for yourself. Okay, cool. So segueing to this, let's talk about some different scenarios and you know how you can save your money given two key scenarios for kids in their 20s, right? So the first is while you're in school, figure out every single income source that you have coming in in September or uh, January or whatever. You're getting lump sum payments at the start. Figure out how much it is. Let's say it's $5,000. So if I'm constructing my budget for the year or four months, the next four months, given that that's you know my, my payday for the next four months, I'm going to divide that number by four and that's my monthly income. I'd say take that number, whatever you figure out, and, and be very conservative, right? So maybe just take the OSAP payment and then anything on top of that's gravy just so you can construct your numbers more efficiently so you're not overspending. Conservatively, looking at your income helps you figure out what is more likely to happen given that it'll probably be less income than you think and more expenses than you think just given how life goes next write out every fixed expense that you have in a month in a month right so this can be your rent your phone bill whatever and in addition to that if you do have those savings goals right now which you know i recommend factor in those as fixed expenses treat your goals as fixed expenses that come off the top I strongly recommend paying yourself first. Paying yourself first is this principle that you're not taking the scraps and putting that away for your savings after everybody's eaten. No, you're not. You're getting paid first. You're getting paid first. You're going to pay yourself first. You're going to take that money off the top. Ain't no, ain't no leftovers. You know what I'm saying? Prioritized. I want X amount of money by the time I'm... 25, 30, 35. I want to save up for this. Figure out that goal. Reverse engineer it. Break it down by years, months, weeks, whatever it is in terms of contributions. Take that amount when you're figuring out your fixed expenses and prioritize that. Put that at the top. 
right there with your rent. It's just as fixed. When you prioritize that, you have less money to spend, meaning that your savings goals aren't going to go by the wayside. That money is going to be right there for you. Write down all the income you've got. Write down all the fixed expenses and incorporate your goals and your contributions to that. Now, hopefully this is a surplus, the difference between the two. If it isn't, I strongly recommend looking at what your, what your fixed expenses, your so-called fixed expenses are and your, what your income is and seriously considering is the fixed expense that you put down an actual fixed expense or is it going to be put in discretionary or do I got to get a job or do I got to get another job to meet my goals, to support myself and to set myself up better. So fixed income and then look at that difference so let's assume that you know reasonably so there's a surplus there you have a, a positive number between your fixed expenses and your income now this is your discretionary so as assuming that you've prioritized your goals your fixed expenses figure out where this money is going to go right now this can be like your bar money shopping money netflix money whatever the hell you want to spend it on right stuff that isn't life or death and Again, if you've prioritized your goals and you put them at the top, I mean, geez, you're, you're saving your money. So, you know, go ahead and go ahead and spend it, right? It's your discretionary money, right? But if you want to be really cool and you want to be really prudent, maybe try to take 80% of that, 70% of your discretionary budget, try to wiggle it around and then contribute that difference to your savings goal. You could do whatever you want with it. It's, it's discretionary for a reason. So once you have those core three things, right, your lump sum uh, income divvied up. So you have a monthly sort of expense, a monthly sort of income source, your fixed expenses, your discretionary. Now let's work on mitigating. Look at your fixed expenses. They're not so fixed. They're really not as fixed as you think. Talk to your, let's say you have a car, talk to your insurance provider. There's probably a little bit of wiggle room. There's probably a savings thing that you're not doing right now. You know what I mean? Figure out how you can chop money down from that. Call Fido, call Rogers, call Bell, call Telus, call your phone provider, negotiate, get on the phone. And you don't have to be a seasoned, you know, veteran at negotiating. You literally just got to call the phone and be like, listen, I'm, you know, I, I need to save some money. Like, what is the, what are some plans that are out right now? And they'll work with you. And a little tip for me to you is you got to push their buttons a little bit to get a little bit extra. But just that initial sort of call and be like, listen, I can't really do this is squeezing me tight. Like I really got to save some money. They'll, 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 they'll throw in some stuff to keep you. It's customer retention. They literally have budgets to retain you as a customer. They can take 10, 15, $20 off your thing. So figure out income, fixed expenses, discretionary spending, and then look at your expenses and try to mitigate the hell out of them. Look at every single one and think, man, how can I chop that down? How can I shrink that mother? You know what I'm saying? How can, I extract more money out of that. It, it becomes a game. You're like, okay, like, you know, and you start to get into it. It starts to be fun. It's it's a wave. It's it's absolutely a wave. So I'd say that that's the core of, of setting up your budget while you're in school. And a little additional tip, you can take this if as you will, but I really do like to implement this. This is what I do. Is look into high interest savings accounts. So if you have a, a few thousand dollars left over or you're sitting on, you know, a few thousand um, aside from all your monthly and, you know, you you're, it's kind of just sitting there in a checking account or a, a low interest savings account. There are a ton of online banks right now that are giving incredible interest rates 
on their savings accounts. The top three ones that I recommend are Simply Financial, which is backed by CIBC, Tangerine, which is backed by Scotiabank, and Wealth Simple, which is this, it's it's new-ish. It's been around for a few years, but um, they're very credible, very reputable uh, wealth management app where they have a savings account uh, where you can get 2% interest or a brand new checking account, actually, uh, that's 2.4% interest. Um, with Tangerine, I believe it's 2.75 for the first six months and then uh, 1.75 1. 1. or 1.5 for uh, thereafter. Um, and then with Simply, there's a 2.8 rate going on right now. And you might be wondering, okay, well, what's the point of throwing my money in there for you know, six months? If you've got a good amount, a few thousand bucks because you got lump sum payment, you're going to be collecting, you know, 10, 15, 20 bucks a month just in interest payments, right? And that's pretty cool. It's better than the poultry rate you're getting in your savings account, 0.005 or whatever the hell you're getting, right? So look into those high interest savings accounts uh, where you can gain some really good interest. Put the cash that you're not going to be using for the month, your, your savings, et cetera, and your contributions and whatever. And just keep it there. And then, you know, monthly give yourself cash infusions. And that way you have less access to your money. You're you're actively managing it, right? So it inhibits you that way. And you're also collecting interest instead of having your money just sit there and, you know, literally decrease in value because of inflation. So again, that's the way I set up my stuff, right? I've got, you know, all my cash in, in um, Wealth Simple right now. I'm, I'm getting, uh, I believe it's 2.4% 2, 2 interest. Um, I'm just collecting collecting those interest payments. Um, and then I give myself cash infusions for my monthly amount. Um, and I, and I keep whatever, uh, that portion of savings or however much I want to keep for the month in my account. So it's, it's pretty simple to, once you figure out that number, because then you're like, okay, this is what I need for fixed expenses. This is what I need for discretionary. Um, and then I'd argue you'd want to put, you want to multiply that number by 1.5 and that should be your withdrawal, right? You, you, you do want to have a little bit of money in your checking account to, to keep that there. So again, not not a mandatory thing. I think that's more of a high level thing if, if you really are pretty well established and you, you don't have debt and, and you can actually afford to you know, have a few thousand and go after that. But uh, that's the way I do it. And I, I strongly recommend it because it makes you more um, involved with your, your stuff. It gives you less access to the money. And overall, it's just a, a better strategy to manage your shit. So while you're employed, um, and you have a consistent income stream, very similar principles. You know, you're gonna have the money coming in a lot more frequently, right? And so you can still set it up. Okay, income stream, my monthly income, my fixed expenses, my goals, which are fixed because we're paying ourselves first, right? Those are fixed, my, our goals are fixed, they matter. And then you're discretionary. And then, you know, a good savings rate for me is 20 to 25 percent that's pretty ambitious right 20 to 25 percent that's pretty ambitious and it, it might take some time to get there but even start small start saving five percent of your income or whatever works for you figure out what's reasonable start small it could be one percent and then five percent then 10 and then 20 work your way up right start wherever you'd like i think a really really solid savings rate is 20 to 25 but start where it's reasonable for you right and then improve on that over time so yes, while you're employed, a little bit different, but again, income, fixed expenses, your goals are fixed. Let's not forget that. And then you're discretionary and then you're pretty much off to the races. So have your goals in place, figure out your income fixed, discretionary, 
set it up, rejig it. It's gonna take some time. Obviously, it's not gonna be perfect initially. You can reconfigure it and sort of work it around and you're gonna come to a pretty good flow and you're gonna feel really, really in charge of your stuff, man. Another key thing for uh, employers or people who are employed rather, talk to your HR department, figure out what sort of savings and uh, contribution amounts that you can have. So if you have a pension, you know, do you have a, a employer matching program, max out the hell out of your savings, right? Um, a lot of times when you contribute money to uh, your employer's pension or um, your, whatever savings program they have in place, talk to them about the benefits of maxing that out and how much the company can match because it's free money. It's 100% guaranteed, right? 100% like max the hell out of that. So that should be another consideration for you. So what I do and what I'm going to do when I'm in work, when I'm working right after this uh, semester, max the hell out of my retirement account, take that net contribute to my goals and my saving, et cetera, figure out my fixed expenses, try to shrink them down even further because you can always shrink them down further. Then I have my discretionary and I can work it from there. So pretty decent framework to kind of get you going. And then you can get more granular as you start to figure it out. One more thing I'll say about the high interest savings account that I really do love these things. And that's why I keep coming back to them. They're not risky. This is guaranteed. It's not, it's not a, you're not investing in the stock market with this. It's not this, uncertain thing where you're, you're taking on risk. These are, this is guaranteed. This is guaranteed money for a fixed amount of time. No fees, no nothing. It's, it's straight up. The reason banks are able to do this, the reason banks are starting to lend this out is because one, the, the market's getting more competitive, right? There's more banking options. It's not these big juggernauts that are just running the show anymore. There's online banks, there's people sprouting out, there's more competition. So banks need to stay lethal. Banks need to stay on top of it, right? And the second reason they're able to give out that rate is because they need to make money too. I'm sure I'm going to get to making an episode on ba how banks make money, but essentially you give them their money. They give you this pretty high interest rate for a savings account in exchange. They're going to loan out more money, right? So they're making that difference. So you're winning, they're winning, they're winning big, but we're winning big too. And as long as you play them, play it right, put it in there, it's risk-free. It's, it's great. And a lot of them are backed by big boys. So you don't have to worry about your money. It's not an investment. It's literally guaranteed money. Throw it in there, collect the interest. If you've got the cash just sitting there and off you go. So some commonly asked questions with this, you know, number one, what if I go over my budget? Well, again, it's not going to be perfect to start, right? So refigure, you know, jig it around, tweak it, it's going to take some time to figure out, but if you go over your budget, that's totally okay. Figure out why you went over your budget and rework it. And then you can get back into a good flow and eventually you're going to be in a good place and you're going to want to improve on that and, and off you go. You're better than 95% of the population. And what if you have more money left over? Again, we touched on this. Contribute it to more of your savings goals. Contribute it more, do more prudent things. Contribute it more to your employment matching, whatever situation you're in. Or hell, if you're hitting your goals, man, and your goals are admirable and you really are about it and you're really you're achieving, reward yourself. I'm all for rewarding yourself if you're taking care of business on the front end. You know what I'm saying? Business in the front, party in the back, right? Take care of that, those goals right off the top of the check. You got a little bit left over. Reward yourself. No problem with that at all. And number three, is this something that's like, I'm going to start and then I'm going to stop? Like, what's the point of even getting started? I don't even want to address a question like that. If you think like that, real talk, like, 
I don't even know why you're listening to this podcast because you you seriously wouldn't have clicked on and are listening to my voice right now if you truly believe that you know budgeting's futile and and money management's futile and and why why even listen to it i i really don't even know why you're listening to me right now if that's how you think i guarantee that's not how you think if you start it you're probably going to fall off i fall off we all fall off but just keep getting back up just keep reworking it and eventually going to again it always comes back to you're going to figure out your groove and you're going to want to get better and you just got to keep at it you're going to you're going to mess up you're going to f up whatever the hell just keep at it. Keep going after it, and you're gonna rejig. You're gonna figure it out, and you're gonna you're gonna see that number of debt go down. And you're gonna see that savings go up, and it's gonna be sweet. So that's pretty much all I wanted to talk about in terms of saving and and some um, ways that you can kind of get started, and some sort of the the mindset behind it, and bringing that motivation out, and why it's so important. Some takeaways of the show: number one, saving now will lead to a phenomenal repertoire of habits. Uh, that will make you absolutely love yourself in the future. It's all about wanting to love yourself in the future. And you want to be, damn, past me is a baller. You know what I mean? Past me isn't an idiot. Past me is a baller. And he set me up. And she set me up. And I'm in a good place. Be the person who you want to love. Your future self will want to love, right? Be that person. Save the money. Save the money for them. You know what I'm saying? Be that person. That's number one. Number two Save up furiously for an emergency budget if you haven't already. $1,000, absolute minimum. Once you have that $1,000 and take care of that credit card debt, right? Get rid of that. And it's kind of counterintuitive because it's credit and it's not a credit episode, but taking care of your credit card debt is a savings goal, essentially. So at least $1,000, take care of your credit card debt, and then three to six months worth of expenses are very admirable goals. So work towards that, work that into your plan and your goals, etc. Number three is to create or reanalyze the budget you've created for yourself based on your savings and investing goals. Investing, again, we're going to touch on that more granularly later on, but based on your goals, do that income, fixed expense, and you know, fixed goals, right? Pay yourself first, and then discretionary income and, and rejig that. So those three big things, either create it or if you have some sort of budget, reanalyze it with that sort of principle in mind. And number four, I really want you to consider um, high interest savings accounts because the landscape right now, it's a pretty decent economy. Um, they're not going to be here forever. So I really would love to see people take advantage of them and to collect interest on them. And you might think, okay, well, what's the point? It's only 10, 15 bucks, but you're doing that for six you know, to 12 months. And it's like $100, $200 extra month just for sitting there. A lot of these accounts are liquid too. You can access them within 24 hours. It's a great play. I strongly recommend that. So those are the four takeaways of the show. Again, I appreciate everybody listening in. Let me know how you thought this show was. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to grow and work and uh, get better each and every time I record. So thank you to everybody that actually tuned in. If you're still rocking with me, if you're still listening to me, I really appreciate it. Nathan Kennedy, New Money Podcast, Episode 2. Yo, do, how do I get rich, Rich? You got to save that money, man. Appreciate all the love. Appreciate all the respect. I'm really, really excited. I'm really, really pumped to keep it moving, keep it going. Nate Kennedy, New Money Pod. I'm out this mother. Peace.